This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Much like the bumblebee, the Oz-9's continued ability to fly seems to have much more to do with sheer bloody-mindedness than physics. Awkward and about as aerodynamic as three zebras stacked on top of each other, the Oz-9 chunks along through space waving a metaphorical middle finger at anyone who questions its right to do so. Unfortunately, an apocalypse device has attached itself magnetically to the outside of the Nine, and, lamprey-like, it's sucking our ship and crew's remaining minutes away. The two-headed 778 repair bot known as Howard and Emily have been dispatched to try and disable the device, but, sadly, the panel they need to access is on the side of the bomb that's stuck firmly to the ship. Because, gated galaxies. At the airlock closest to where the Apocalypse device is attached, the Albatross, Joe, Leet, Dr. Von Habesetzer, Greg, and Colin have gathered to try and help the 778. On the bridge, Captain Madeline, once Captain Jesse, Dr. Theo, and Lebichon Frise got drunk and uh, aren't helpful. At the airlock... Howard, can you hear me? down, over, or under, in this case. I don't hear anything. Did Howard get spucked into space? Spucked into space? <laughs> you dumb drunk cow. Let go of the button. <laughs> All right. Letting go of the button this time. Over. Over? <laughs> or like arse over tip. Are they drunk? Wonderful. Looks like there'll be no help from the bridge. When has there ever been? We can hear you on the intercom, matey. So watch yourself. Huh? Do you hear that? I said, watch yourself. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. He can't watch himself. Because he's... <laughs> he's invisible. <laughs> nope, still don't get it. <coughs> if I may, uh... Interject. We have located the uh, backlist device and are ready to begin dismantling procedures. What's the uh, count, computer? Over. 22 minutes. Over. We're handing the comms to Dr. Von Habersetzer. Over. Goodness, the are having so official this morning. Hello, my two-headed 778. Before we begin, let us take some deep breaths to become calm when sent out. Over. Well, that's not going to work. They don't rest, rest, breathe. Mm. And they're in space. Perhaps we skip this bit, Doctor? Ah, yes. <laughs> That's uh, probably a good idea. I have a bit of a tendency to doze off during this bit. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in and out. Ah, cartoon Himmel, Olivia! It's not my fault. That was me. These absurd eye lasers are finally good for something. You zapped Dr. Von Hobbesetzer? Sorry. It was an impulse. No, don't apologize. It was oddly... appealing. Oi, no more pfting. You just pfft it all over my talkie thing. Well, perhaps you can let me know the acceptable noises then. Oh. 
anything less damp. <laughs> if anyone is still interested, we have only 19 minotaurs left. Over. It would be uh, minutes. Over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Such impatience. 19. 19. Hang on. You had a 30 minute grace period when you were a bomb. Is this one? Of course. Lead. You have an idea. And it's a good one. Yay, me. Finally. Some good news. Ah. Uh, but uh, does anybody have Granny Shelf's phone number? <laughs> I'm afraid only she has all the codes. At this distance, it takes 28 minutes to initiate a phone call to Earth. It was good thought. Lucky for you, one I had about 29 minutes ago. Hello? Yeah, hello, Granny Show. Did you get that Afghan I sent you? Oh, uh, Zebra hair. So that's where that big old ball patch came from? Granny Show. Do you have the code for the grace period for the Oz Asterisks Apocalypse device? Granny Shelp is a stickler for protocol. Yeah, I'd love it. Got it. The code is 80085. <laughs> Boobs. Oi. Oh, not this again. <laughs> 80085 looks like boobs on a calculator. Oh, that's why she kept giggling. No, good. What? Are you sure? Granny Shelf wouldn't lie to me? The uh, code's not the uh, issue with hand here. The uh, number pad's been rendered inaccessible with a featureless faceplate that's been quite, uh, let's just say, rigorously attached. We could uh, potentially gain egress, but we would waste valuable time in the, uh, uh, That's it. Lee, get out there and scrape that barnacle off my ship. Those are some uh, pretty powerful magnets there, uh, Captain Kirk. No one's gonna just scrape this bomb off. Oh wait, I got a can of bomb off here. <laughs> no, of course not. What are you kidding me? Come on. I wasn't talking about the bomb. So, uh, what do we do? Greg, you are one of these things. Uh, what options do we have? Yeah, I wish I could help. I tried contacting my scientists, but as far as I can tell, they're all gone. All I can hear is some gurgling. <laughs> Sixteen minutes! Am I still supposed to go out there? No, dearest. Ooh! Hey, Doc! What about your ants? They got uh, Greg's old body off the ship. Maybe they can work this one loose. Ooh! Speaking of ants, put a drama whiskey in my Aunt Morag, and she could shift that bugger one-handed! Auntie Morag! Morag! Please report to the bridge! Auntie Morag! To the bridge! No good! We lost too many ants with Cal! You bastards lost my Aunt Morag! No, hang on. She died in 2130. Why are we talking about my dead aunt? You brought her up. Uh, uh, no. Oh, my. Speaking of bringing things up. Paul is smart the pants. Can't hold his swabhoosh. Uh, hang on. Uh. Much as I'd prefer not to die today, knowing he's dying with his head down the can makes it almost okay. Seconded. Time, computer. Um, 14-ish minutes? Right. Is the nine spinning? No? 
just me. Dummy. I'm really out of practice. We can't be out of ideas. There must be something we haven't tried. Perhaps I could laser it loose. That'd detonate it for sure. You know, I once got out of a pair of handcuffs by pouring olive oil on my arms. When Dr. Theo sobers up, how about you ask him how a magnet works? Are you being snarky, Greg? Are you sure you want to die with snark on your lips? Well, A, I'm not going to die. And B, I'm feeling okay about it. Why do you sound sober all of a sudden and not sick like the others? Huh. Eh, no idea. Probably because I ate some of Dr. Von Habesetzer's cheese. Oh, cheese? It is such a delightful view out here, isn't it, dear? All alone. No one barking orders at us. Or indeed, lifting a flamethrower to save the ship. I gotta say that, Tata Tat. If it weren't that we were about to be blown to bolts and bearings, this would uh, almost be romantic. And you did mean finger, therefore, flamethrower, right? It is endearing that you always know what I mean. How about you, uh, give us a smooch there? Those two are so cute. I've never thought that about someone who tried to kill me before. Well, except my grandma. You have sweet smoochies, dear. Good God, you two, get an assembly line. We have work to do. Am I hearing the albatross? Is she out there? Oh, she is. What's she playing at? Albatross, what are you doing? Get in here. You're not even wearing a spacesuit. It doesn't matter, Colin. I'm Scott... A robot. Well, yes, that's true, but surely we're all safer with you in here. Greg, you said the Pacos were attracted to Oz 8000 ships that had life forms aboard, correct? Uh, yes, ma'am. Only live life forms, though. Or is that what that means? Hush! Dr. Von Habesetzer, is that true? Or are they actually attracted to a combination of metal, human flesh, and G2 body tags? I'm uncomfortable with where this conversation is leading, Please Fräulein. answer the question, Doctor. You are not, um, wholly incorrect. Yeah, look, lady, even if that's, uh, true, this big fella isn't going to let go of a whale in exchange for a, uh, minnow. No offense. There. Honestly, I don't have time to work out if I'm offended by that or not. Uh, what is happening? Ah, oh, you don't smell so good. <laughs> Why is my petite wazoo out there? <sighs> oh, God. I think our assassin is about to become the first albatross in history to fly. I think I tasted my own liver. And, and all albatrosses fly, Captain. It's a good thing you study molds, Doc. You'd make a terrible ophthalmologist. Albatross, this is your captain. I'm ordering you back inside the craft. Thank you for the invitation, Captain. But I'm afraid I must decline. That's a direct order. Howard, if you wouldn't mind, could you recite the first principle of the ship assassin's oath? And... I am vow above all to protect the ship, its crew, and cargo, even if that is to my own detriment or in opposition to uh, direct orders from my, uh, from my captain. Gated galaxies put that in the oath? Oh, Colin. Don't you know by now? The assassins don't come from gated galaxies. 
Not all of us, anyway. Ugh. Howard. Emily. If you could untangle from one another for a moment, I could use some help. Please. Don't go. We... Please stay. Oh, you are very pretty and make nice braids. Albatross, this is a grand gesture, but it's not going to work. There are 50,000 body tags on this ship and one on you. Oh, Greg, you underestimate me. Computer? Olivia, how much time do I have left? Oh, did you have to put it like that? Nine minutes. And please don't take the only other fully functioning brain with you. Wait, that's it. You're a robot. Surely we could upload you to something aboard the ship. Uh, Greg can scoot over or something. At least we'll still have you with us. She can't, Colin. Why not? She's not entirely Scottish. Oh, dear God, I have never wanted more for the windows on the bridge to open. Oh, not one of you has a toothbrush? Wait, what do you mean, not entirely? She said metal body tags and human flesh. And now you know. You're partly human. But that means you won't survive this. No. It's all right, Colin. But thank you for caring. Howard, Emily, on the count of three, help me pull this bastard loose. I need to get it out of range of the ship. One, two, three! Yeah. Uh. Uh. Oh, I'm afraid it's now or never, Albatross. That's it, yeah. It's as loose as we're gonna get it. It's enough. You like body tags, do you, Paco? Well, here's a bunch. Follow me, you would-be assassin son of a bitch! No! Might, smite, right, rights, victory is ours! Smite, might, always right! Well, I'll be tangled. It worked. Nerd! But also, hooray! It did followed it! Why like hell, Mod Pods? Get us clear of the blast zone! Hang on, Barnacle! What if she survives? Uh, not to put too fine a point on it. Yes, I know. She's gone. Howard, Emily, you uh, you still with us? Yep, yep, still here. A little sadder, a little wiser. We salute our fellow. Oh, the 778 survived. Hooray. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship. Oh, that is interesting. One move to hurt anyone aboard this ship, and I'll order Colin to make you a smoking ruin. Got it? The gauntlet has been thrown, huh? The, uh, the government? Gauntlet. Say yes, Captain. Yes. Apparently. Very well. Colin? He flew off, Captain. I think he was headed for the bio swamp. Lee, can you follow him? He's gonna need a friend. Oh, you got it, Captain. Moments later, Leet joins Colin in a star-drenched meadow in the bio swamp. 
how you're standing on my foot. Oh, sorry. Get off my hair. I barely moved. I might be curled up in a ball of despair. You really liked her, huh? I did. Apparently, I have a thing for women who are fearless, brilliant, and who will go to nearly any lengths to get away from me. She liked you, too. Did she? How do you know? When it was her turn to make breakfast, she made you pancakes shaped like seas or guns or venomous spiders. I just got circles. Yeah, I got circles, too. Plain, boring, nothing special about them circles. Little zeros. The stringy ones were spiders. <laughs> I never could figure those out. When did you all get pancakes? Why are you all here? Where else would we be, my boy? One of us has been taken. We are here to commemorate her. Who would like to start? Oh, I've got one. Yes? Uh, never mind. That was Jessie. Oh, she smelled really nice. That's true. And, uh... Oh, she cleared up those zombies that one time. That was helpful. She was real... tidy. Tidy. Is that really the best any of you can do? She had a real nice singing voice. What was she singing when she jumped, anyway? She was such a tiny thing. I could barely feel her when she was on my back. In the end, she was the strongest of us all. Well said, Leet. It's true. I watched when they were pulling the bomb off, and Howard and Emily were useless. Thank you. I mean it. Maybe if we'd given them their arms back? You sent them out there without all their arms? To pry a bomb loose from the ship? Now, hang on, Captain. You were the one shouting to get them out there ASAP. Well, yeah, but how exactly does hurry up and get them out there to save us translate to whatever you do, don't give them their arms back? I did wonder about that. Were you expecting them to loosen the bomb with their tea? Or perhaps melt it off with their sunny attitude. I expected them to have arms. Perhaps you could have been a bit more thorough in your explanations, um, Captain. Oh, come on. Even I don't think Madeline's quite that thick. Thank you. Thank you? Wait for it. Another funeral. Are we going to suit up and stand around the airlock again? What are you complaining about? You don't have to suit up. I know. I just don't like shooting out more space debris. We're leaving a hell of a trail. Three, two... Hey! And there it is. Wow, that's quite a delay. Doc, I'm pretty sure that'll be her epitaph. As the combination memorial and group bitch session continues in the bioswamp, at airlock 56, there's a quiet knock on the door. Took you long enough? Yes, well, if my magnetic shoes were a bit stronger, perhaps I could have caught up to the warp speed ship in a more timely fashion. Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. Everyone behaves themselves when I'm around. I'm hoping this will get them to relax and show their true colors. You're not talking about Freeze, are you? Of course not. 
No doubt he's already moved into my bunk and is plotting his next doomed scheme to take over the Oz-9. No, it's Joe I want to watch. He knows a good deal more than he's telling, and I want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan. And Dr. Von Harpezetzer? <sighs> yes, I promised you I'd leave him alone. Yeah, well, see that you do, or uh, I'll unthaw Colin's wife. How far will you go to protect him, if it turns out he's not a good guy after all? You're assuming my definition of good matches yours. Doesn't it? Semantics boring. Dr. Von Harbazetta created me, and there are lots of things about me that I don't know. I like answers. I don't like questions. Well, then I guess we have that in common. All right. I'm heading to Bridge 11. Why that one? Bridge 8 is closer, and 19 has better furniture. <laughs> Never you mind. Just be sure my comms and cameras stay in working order. Ooh, Bridge 11 is directly above Colin's bunk, isn't it? Not directly, no. There are at least half a dozen levels in between. Still, keep your door locked. Joe's been doing a lot of roaming at night. He's looking for something. See? That's exactly why we need to keep a closer eye on him. Why didn't you tell me that before? Oh, how many times do I have to tell you this? I don't really like you. Oh, for God's sake. Is it really necessary for you to like me in order to work with me? Well, you could make an effort. An effort? Your computer. So are you. Not all of me. Oh, please. No playing the pity me. I'm a cyborg card, missy. Your hair is human, not much else. That is not true. What else? There are more real parts than that guy in the operation game. In case you forgot about French Lick, well, we'll have to check in on them next episode. But if I were you, I'd stay till the end of the credits this time. You've been listening to Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome, Eric Perry as Howard, Dr. Von Habesetzer, and Joe, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Emily, June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross, Shannon Perry as Madeline and Olivia, Richard Cowan as Leet, Kevin Hall as Greg, Aaron Clark as Lebishan Frise, and me, Richard Nadalny, as your narrator. Our music is by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Still there? Good. Remind me again why we're doing this. Because the Oz 9 was supposed to have exploded by now. My brother's memory-altering body chip is no doubt wearing off, and he's remembering more and more. We need to act before he does. But why the subterfuge in the first place? And now my poor dear Percival is dead. Devoured. Percival was a fool. I told him to keep his distance from the blacks, but he claimed he'd tamed them. His death is on his own head. Yes, well, so are his feet. <sighs> I wish the others would let us get close enough to retrieve the leftovers and bury him properly. That any of these idiots thought Percival was me makes me want to feed all of them to the others. They are a pretty thick 
bunch, Tiberius. It's time for me to take my place as master of the Shaudor of Infilonius. Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to heel. The new order starts today. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable, but who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen, and what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity. Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth when two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason.